the USFL gambling podcast DFS episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where uh, you can you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as forty grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, you're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Football is a unique American experience, a game described by one turn-of-the-century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival, but survive it did. SFL gambling podcast DFS show. Hoo-wee. We are finally home. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dent, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. It's it's like it's 1986 all over again, or should I say 85? I am joined by my co-host, former former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hello. Let me just give you some. Let's just start things off with some USFL. Here you go. Finally getting a chance to see this team in action this weekend. The, the helmet is on the desk here in the studio. We want to get a good look at these gamblers. And third man in the booth, the DFS god himself. It wouldn't be a DFS episode without him, Patty C. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Brew making tobacco road living the free lock given 
Farmer, Farmer, in the basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Boom! What's going on, guys? I got you covered. We come from down in Gator Country. We are the pride of Tampa Bay. We play football and we're called the Bandits. And we think our brand of ball is here to stay. Bandit ball. Heater after heater, and I didn't even play this one yet. I mean, man, I would buy this album. I would buy the USFL. What would you call it? You see him on the street and tip your hat his way. You'll know just oh, where yeah. he's headed and which game he's gonna play. He's a sharp shooting gunman and always aiming high. Ooh. You win any gunfight, his limit is the sky. We're the gun slingers from San Antonio. We're the gun slingers on the road or at home. Rest in Remember peace. The Alamo, for such as we are known. We're the gun slingers from San Antonio. Guys, we need the San Antonio gun slingers and the Washington Federals and well, the Memphis Showboats. What would you call that album? That's the team, uh, team song, yeah. team USFL theme. USFL theme album. There Gotta it is. get it. Put that thing back on. Hey, Spotify, you don't have that one. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Slacking. Guys, we're 48 hours away. We're 48 hours away, man. 48 hours away. And uh, I mean, honestly, guys, this is like a dream come true. It's like a dream come true. I did a fantasy football draft Tuesday night before a comedy show. And, and uh, you know, it started to, to hit me then. Then Wednesday, uh, we did the sports gambling podcast, USFL show. So go check that one out. If you haven't, uh, ch- you know, if you, if you want more USFL content that is available for you and, and yes, but it's hitting me as like, man, we're finally here. We're going to have spring football. I'm, I think this is the best setup we've ever had yeah. as far as financially backed, as far as we're not, we don't have that XFL kickoff. Yep. Now there are a couple other rules I'd, I'd like to change, but I feel like they mostly got it right so far. And they, they they didn't get the San Antonio gunslingers. We're waiting for that baby steps. We're waiting for the Washington federals. We're waiting for the Memphis showboats. We're waiting for the Oakland invaders. I mean, we have a full plate in front of us right now and the outlaws. We'll add to it here in the next coming years. Yeah. And it it starts here with this in this DFS show, but I got to start things off with this. Um, Have you guys seen the weather in Birmingham, Alabama? I hear rain, huh? Uh, 90% chance of rain all day on Saturday, 80% chance of rain all day on Sunday. We have football weather. Oh yeah. The, uh, the Saturday games an evening game. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. five, I mean, 5 PM over the, there, I believe. Yeah. Uh, no, 8 PM. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. 5 PM here. Yeah, that's so what I mean. plenty yeah. of moisture accumulated on the field at that point. Uh, and then I, I'm interested to see how the field holds up with four games in the rain in a row. They might be playing in a mud pit by the end of the day, which you know what? <laughs> Turn Amazing. back the clock. Let's do this. This is yeah. what I'm talking about. That could be a lot of fun. Football. Look, that's the beauty of football. You don't need this million dollar bullshit. Just have some grass, play a fucking game. All that's right? right. I mean, it's it, don't let's not uh, let's not uh, overthink this one. All right. You can play this for all I care. You could play it at at 
Drainsville Field. All right. Damn right. You can play that on a soccer. F- I mean, anything, anything. Let's just do it. Just, just not a dome. All right. Just yeah. not a dome. Play so here, it on some natural grass. Yeah, the more play mud, it on the some better. Grass, the weather, the elements. That is football. The, the, I will say the field uh, management uh, team is going to have their hands full throughout this season. Four, four games a week on that field. It's going to be intense. Yeah, really. Who's the guy who does all that? The Marquise de Sade. Uh, they need to bring that guy in. <laughs> I don't know. It was the guy who uh, used to make all the baseball fields all beautiful. Uh, doubt that's going to be a possible. So I know Nick likes to bring this up here with, uh, with, you know, over unders to start the, uh, the episode a lot of times on DFS to let you know where they think the most points will be. Definitely. Um, uh, I mean, but first off, do you think the rain will impact that, Nick? I mean, I think you know, gambling. Put DFS aside for a second. I think gambling. Obviously, you probably want to be on most of the unders here anyway, and that was probably before the rain. So uh, yeah, I mean, that could definitely. But I mean, it, it seems like everybody's going to be playing in the same conditions, so maybe it doesn't affect it that much from a DFS perspective. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm looking right now so the over under on the first game generals and and stallions is at 42 and a half. This open these are these things open in the 50s. They've came down heavily. Maybe the rain had something to do with that. But 42 and a half for that game. Ga- then on Sunday the Gamblers Panthers kicking off 9 a.m. here on the West, 43 and a half. Then uh the the Stars Breakers 44 and then the Bandits Maulers at 42. Uh, not that much of a difference here. I, so I, you know, you can kind of throw that out the window. I mean, if, if, if this was NFL or, or, or college football, you could see, you know, some, some crazy, you know, 10 point differences and stuff, but this is all within what a, a couple points. So, you know, and that's cause nobody really knows what to expect. Yeah. Um, so with that said, uh, we all have DFS lineups. Come play DraftKings with us. Those would be yeah. low scores though. Right? Like it's certainly in college, uh, but at the NFL level, you're a little more dialed in than than I am, Colby. What what the standard NFL, you know, standard point, NFL game now is like a, like 175 <laughs> points. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I I I brought up this. Um, yeah, bear with me for a second. I brought I I went to find the AAF scores for Week One, and I pulled up AAF because that was. Uh, uh, Moose Johnson also put this league together. He did the AF as well. Actually, I mean, I'll even pull up the XFL after this if you want. But this was the Week One scores back Saturday, February 9th, two thousand nineteen. We had Steve Spurrier put it on the Atlanta Ledges, one forty to six. Mm. So that would have cashed the over on all of those games. Mike Riley, who we'll see Saturday night, his San Antonio Commanders won fifteen to six. So just 21 Shootout. points in that one. <laughs> um, the Memphis Birmingham game, Mike Singletary managed not to score a point for the Memphis uh, team, uh, but Bur- shock, but shock Birmingham there. scored 26, 26, nothing. So the under would have cashed Mike there. Singletary who went what uh, one and two and 22 yeah. in as a high school coach. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the Salt Lake city, Arizona game where uh new Heisel uh, took down Salt Lake city 38, 22. So the over would have cashed there. So it would have went two and two based on those games. Well, these teams have probably even less time to prepare and the offense is usually behind in the first place at the beginning of the season. And then you give them the fact that they've had what, like three weeks or a month to get it all together and gel. And then you throw in the rain. 
I think uh, unders is a play here across the board. I'm looking at the XFL week one and the dragons defenders was 31 19. So you're over with a cash there. Uh, once again, though, they were all playing in unique locations. This is all one. Uh, Wildcats, Roughnecks, uh, Roughnecks won 37 17 over with a cash there. But Vipers, Guardians 23 3, that would have been an under. Battlehawks, Renegades 15 9, that would have been an under. So two and two in both those leagues. Well, what's pretty crazy though is that so the AAF it was thirty eight point two five points per game, and the XFL was thirty eight point five. So damn near similar numbers. Um, and if you want to look at the XFL, you know, uh, if you fast forward to Week Five, all of those lines came down big time. I mean, you were like you know thirty seven, thirty nine as far as over unders. So they definitely adjusted in that league, and I would imagine they're going to adjust here as well. Because yeah, the opening over unders were very high. Surprise! You said the opening over unders were uh, started what in the XFL? Like, and they dropped to thirty five. Well, I gave you the the actuals. What happened week one in the XFL? Then I then I gave you the the pregame betting lines by week five. So I don't know what the lines were in week one. All I know is that it adjusted. Yeah, you know, they, they 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 yeah exactly. Gotcha. And now they're, there's those. I was at 35 at the end of the uh, five weeks of XFL that we got, and here they're opening at 41 is the lowest. And, and they're calling for rain in all the same location. Dude, parlay all four of those games on the under and just stack up a nice little chunk to start it Not off. Not a bad idea. Round robin, round robin that thing. Yeah. Where if one loses, you're still okay. Uh, let's hop into this, guys. Let's give away our lineup. How do you feel? I mean, look, I know when I did the fantasy draft on Tuesday. Shout out to Alt Fantasy. Uh, we still have a competition. If you can get in those leagues, you know we're giving away some money here. So uh, check check that out. Um, but uh, if you can, it, it, I mean, it was kind of a crapshoot when you got to running backs and wide receivers. And potentially, you can make the case that it's a crapshoot with the quarterback position. Um, how do you feel about your roster? Are you confident that all of your players will be playing? <laughs> Uh, yes, but I don't think that all of my players necessarily are going to get fed the ball very often. If at all, you know, I mean, some of these guys, college stats are pretty paltry. Like, yeah. I don't know why Garrett Groshek is uh, as, as, as expensive as he is on the DFS when his highest rushing season was 425 yards as a college player. <laughs> he's like one of the most expensive running backs. That's a good, I point. mean, he's a good receiver. Yeah. He had 80 catches in college. He's that's he's almost like like a Larry Centers type. That that is a good point. Um, NC Nick, how'd you feel about your roster before we before we dive into each position? I, I've been doing a little bit of roster baiting. Okay, you know, just a tad. Uh, <laughs> roster baiting you know, sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing about playing DFS is that you always feel great when you when you when you put it together. Well, and you're you roster know? baiting for hours on end. You always feel great. You're just <laughs> milking it, but. No, no. I mean, honestly, nobody really knows what to expect. There's been very little information leaked. So we're all just doing a little bit of research here and there, trying to find reasons why we like a certain player. Honestly, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, but uh, I do like some of the pieces I put together here. I feel pretty good about it now, but I always feel pretty good about a lineup before the game start. So, uh, yeah, I mean, going into week one here, it's going to be the toughest because because we don't know what to expect. But after you get a game in the books, 
then you can start, you know, if you watch all the games, you can see the players that, you know, are separating themselves you know, from, from the oh, others. So yeah. it's going to be night and That's day. That's why we play. It should be your fun. appetite really grows as, as the season goes along. Good round. You're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round. You're losing. You're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. It is a great thing to have. So let's start things off. NC Nick, you're the DFS God. Um, people, people read your articles. They say, who is this DFS God? Right? That's not self-proclaimed. Okay. I I'm a humble handicapper. <laughs> so what do you, what, what are you doing here uh, at the quarterback position? Well, you know, I, you know, I'm a Tampa Bay bandit guy and, and you know, I chose that team as my favorite team before the draft. Uh, it seems like everybody's jumping on Tampa Bay. Now it's everybody's trend to pick to uh, potentially win it all. But uh, Jordan Tamu 10.4 K. I think he's the safest bet. You know, he's starting, you know, he's put up, you know, some, some crazy fantasy games in these different leagues, you know, over the last, I don't know what, four or five years or so. So, uh, I, you know, I didn't want to get cute. It, it, he may have high ownership, but that's okay. I'm going to go Tamu. Interesting. 10.4 K Patty C Jordan Tamil. We know he had some great success with the battle Hawks of St. Louis who upon review had some great helmets. Let's, yeah. Let's I mean, they took, yeah, they took rice and, and the Eagles and mashed them together. Yeah. Pretty um, much. But they put the sword I do like down it. the middle I of the helmet. Like it. pretty solid. Uh, they still got, a, they still played at that filthy dome, but uh, what, Patty, should, the, their new stadium should be underneath the arches. It should be directly underneath. The I like arches. that. I like that. But um, uh, Patty C, um, what do you make of this? You're a Pittsburgh Mauler guy. I am. They hired uh, what? Jaron Horton as their defensive coordinator. Now, I've heard people say this is the game that could be lopsided. Are you at all worried, NC Nick, that they pull Tamu if they're up big? <laughs> Uh, game script has not entered my mind, you know, <laughs> no, I, I'm not really worried. I don't know if there's going to be like a crazy blowout here. Uh, I, I do think Tampa Bay is, you know, they're, they're going to embrace a pass heavy offense here. And I think Pittsburgh may be one of the worst teams. So I, I just expect, you know, a, a good offensive output by uh, my bandit. So that's why I, I went with them. You know, game script be damned. He spent more money at quarterback than I did. Patty C. What did you do at, at the quarterback position? Well, I guess I went pretty chalky. Uh, all things considered took the number one pick in the draft. Shay Patterson. What was he? What was he? What was that amount? Uh, 10,500. Oh, you went well, <laughs> yeah. even more expensive. I, I will pay the big bucks to have my quarterback uh, play ball. And the fact that I got to see him uh, throwing the ball around last week against the uh, Philadelphia stars in the whatever practice week that was yeah. scrimmage. What have yeah. you? Uh, I saw him throw a touchdown. He looked pretty good. So the confidence is there. I feel like, Hey, I've already seen more tape of this guy than anyone else in the league. I am all on Shea Patterson. And just today we did see that foxsports.com reported that he is expected to start because that was kind of questionable either him or Lynch. But that that news broke today, Very which true. then discredits that video because look, I took Shea Patterson in my draft. I had the eighth pick, so there was not many quarterbacks left because of the uncertainty. So uh, right. yeah, uh, that that should be interesting to see there. I mean, obviously Jeff Fisher not known for being an offensive juggernaut, but 
Sumlin teams have had some weak defenses. I know Nick, uh, you know, watched the Sun Devils of Arizona State and Jaden Daniels drop a seventy spot on them uh, not long ago. <laughs> uh, look, you guys made the wrong call though. For you can save money. Why not save money? Put a little coin in your pocket, Patty C, and take. <laughs> having a hard time getting those words out of your mouth. Slaughter, <laughs> slaughter Sundays. All right, slaughter Sundays. Slaughter Sundays, slaughter Sundays. I don't know what the fuck it is, but yeah, you're making a mistake not rostering Kyle Slaughter, quarterback of the New Orleans Breakers. Now, look, I thought about going. That game's very interesting. I think that game's going to hit the over because both teams have quarterbacks that have been in the system. Uh, it, it, so you look at Kyle Slaughter. He was recruited by Larry Fedora at at Southern Miss. Um, so he's familiar with that offense. I think he even played a year for him. Um, wasn't a starter though, but I'm, I'm sure he's familiar with, with what's going on there. And then Kyle Slaughter, you know, he's kind of had by far of any of these quarterbacks, he's had the greatest numbers in preseason NFL. I mean, he has yet to throw an interception in preseason NFL. He's, I mean, 413 yards, three touchdowns. He's got a passer rating of 124 or 125.4, 70% completion percentage. Kyle Slaughter. Really? Yeah. yeah. For the was it Vikings? Yeah. Wow. That's um, pretty damn impressive. 400 yards without a pick. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. So I, I'm all in on Kyle Slaughter at 10,000. Uh, look, I thought about getting Brian Scott because he was uh, previously in Barty Andrews' offense, but I paid up for Slaughter because I think he's the best quarterback in the league. So yeah, I think Brian Scott is the play if you want to really save money at the at the the position. Uh, you know, for me with uh, Slaughter, I just don't really trust Larry Fedora or the offensive coordinator Neil Mazzoni. You don't trust uh, him to Mazzone. throw the ball around them. Yeah, he's gonna be throwing the ball uh, a lot. <laughs> Fedora, he actually, you know, it was pretty even. I I think Tampa is is the the one team that's gonna pass the ball the most. Hmm. Uh. Now, I mean, New Orleans might be second, but I, I just think uh, Tampa is going to be have the most, you know, pass heavy. You offense. know, what's funny about that is that Todd Haley, when he came and replaced, uh, who the fuck is the guy that was just on uh, Tampa on their uh, on the Bucks that was uh, that went to the Cardinals? Uh, big uh, Arians, uh, Arians. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Arians. When okay, Haley okay. came to replace Arians, it was like, oh, we're reinstalling the run here. You know, we're getting back to like you know tough guy football. But since he was in the NFL. He's throw he's gonna throw the ball around effectively. So I see what you're saying there. Yeah. I mean, I I, I just think, I mean, another thing is you go back to uh the days, I mean, like I said, uh, Slaughter was recruited by Fedora. Fedora also was the OC of the Oklahoma State at one point, where they pass heavy. So uh I think they're gonna throw the ball a lot. Um so ten thousand dollars, that was my play. Nick, who is your top running back? Well, I do have two running backs on my team and uh, my top guy, I'll take you to the Michigan Panthers. Cause we know coach Fisher is going to want to run the ball. I don't want to hear, you know, how he's been away from football and he's going to have a new dynamic offense, you know, that's going to be throwing the ball from side to side. I don't think so. When it comes down to it, especially in the rain, they're going to run the ball a lot. And I like what uh, Stevie Scott could potentially do here against the gamblers. So for uh, 7.4 K, I will take Stevie Scott. The third, uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, Indiana, Indiana Hoosier there. Are we worried at all that uh, Jeff Fisher finished his career with uh seven straight losing seasons in the NFL? Uh, 
I think taking anyone on that roster is you, risky. You took Shea Patterson. That's true. <laughs> it, it, it is my guy. Look, I'm just saying. I'm going to be honest here. It's a fucking crapshoot here. Like, let's let's all have this moment of honesty right now. Like, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we're trying yeah, our best. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back is broken. <laughs> what uh, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Yeah, that, that's about as much sense as I'm making here. I know. <laughs> but I think with running back, I think there's going to be a lot of committees, and I think here's one where we might not have a committee. Uh, because Scott is pretty good in the, uh, the pass catching department as well. 55 catches in his college career. Uh, so he has a chance maybe to to play all three downs. He's a little expensive here, but uh, I like the upside. All right. Uh, Patty C who is your uh, running, uh, you know, your running back or your highest price running back. Uh, my highest price running back was none other than Mike is it Weber Weber? I don't really never, yeah. never Ohio knew State how to Buckeye. Yeah. Former four star out of Detroit cast tech. Finally, it's uh, can't spurn Michigan again. Like, like he did during his recruitment gets drafted. Uh, no, no, he's on New Jersey. Sorry. Yeah. I'm looking at this wrong. Uh, yeah. Weber though. Uh, several very good seasons at Ohio state. Let me uh, pull up his stats real quick. A um, thousand yards, 600 yards and 900 yards in three separate years at Ohio state. That's pretty good production. Granted, when you're at Ohio State starting, yeah, I'm about to say you're gonna get those numbers. But to start at tailback for Ohio State means he's pretty good. Uh, do you think Mike Riley commits to the run a lot? I guess he had what Ken Simonton and uh, Rogers. Uh, was it what was the Rogers kid that played for the Falcons? Oh, Jack Wiz yeah, and James. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of committed to the run. Some I feel like you know who uh, he's kind of a pass happy coach. You know who Weber reminds me a little bit of? Who's that? Frank Gore. He's okay. Little, little squat, okay. short, compact so running back. My one concern with him, I think that is going to be a, a pretty trendy pick because I think he's one of the most known running backs. But uh, the other running back on the roster, Trey Williams, he played with Mike Riley for the Commanders and the Dragons. So a lot of familiarity. It wouldn't surprise me if Williams gets some touches as well. That might eat into uh, Weber's effectiveness. Mm. Yeah, he might be onto something there. Might be onto something there. Tisk. Um, well, my guy, my highest price. I have three running backs on my roster. I think the angle is to take running backs because with the receivers, I don't think you know who the hell is going to get the ball. Uh, <laughs> my highest price is Larry Rose the third. Uh, from New Mexico State. This kid was electric uh, at New Mexico State. He also spent some time with the Tennessee Titans and the LA Rams, uh, minus Jeff Fisher. He did not follow Jeff Fisher. This is after Fisher was gone, believe it or not. So he's followed the same career. Um, but uh, was on the Arizona Hot Shots in the AAF, was also on the Los Angeles Wildcats. Me and Petty C went to a game, saw him live. He can play. Um, it was all team, all first team Sunbelt. So I know Nick probably considered him. Um, but he rushed for almost 5,000 yards in, in, in college guys. This guy's a baller has over 40 touchdowns in college. Uh, and uh, I, I just think Fedora likes to throw to the running back out of the backfield. So besides you getting maybe 70, 80 yards on the ground, watch for some screens and, and, and other things, Larry Rose, he's used on some kick returns as well. So I like Larry Rose, the third at seven K that is my running back. Uh, my highest price running back, Nick, you said you had a second running back. I do. And that is the other team, which I think is just really going to emphasize the run game. And that is the Maulers 
I will take Grant Groshek, the, the aforementioned. Garrett, Garrett. I'm sorry, Garrett Groshek for uh 6.2K because I think, you know, Kirby Wilson being the running back uh, coach, you know, it, it sounds like a simple breakdown, but I do think they're going to ground and pound and he's going to get his touches. Uh, I think he's also a pretty good uh, short, uh, short yardage running back. So uh, maybe he can punch one or two in. I like it. I mean, he's. I like that he's on Pittsburgh and he's basically a fullback playing their tailback position. And if they're gonna, if it's raining, those quarterbacks they have are kind of question marks. Probably he, Kirby Wuss is a running back coach. He's grounded pound. Hey. Uh, also, one more thing: Groshek in college, seventy-nine catches, six hundred yards. You know, so he can catch a couple balls as well. Gets you some value there. This guy is Merrill Hodge reborn. <laughs> I mean, good. I have not. Like when I watched him at uh, there's a part of me that like really went back to my childhood when I saw him playing, because it's like, you don't get those. I mean, let's just, let's say, call it what it is. White running backs that can actually run the ball and have power to anymore. Like John also, Riggins. He ain't walking through yeah, that door. Well, Riggins. When was the last guy that we saw that had any of that? Like Christian McCaffrey a little speed speedster. <laughs> uh, who's the guy from Arkansas played on the Browns? Peyton Willis. Uh, or Hillis. Hillis. Yeah. yeah. Pillars, but even yeah. still, he was just like a bull. You know, Groshek's got some wiggle. He's like he's like a throwback to like when when white people could actually run the ball, which never really happened. But like Tra- Travis Jervy, yeah, tra- tra- God, Travis Jervy, uh, <laughs> shout out. No, I mean he's the throwback to the '60s. Didn't LSU have one? Billy Cannon. That was 1959. No, 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 no. I feel like in the past decade there was a white running back really? for LSU. LSU. Yeah. I feel like they had someone. I think you're right. I think I'm right. Either way, Groshek. Is, I'm not um, talking Gil Fennerty either. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Groshek. I like that play. Patty C. Who was your? How many running backs you I have? did? Three. Two? Yeah. I, I okay. also grabbed uh, Groshek, and I uh, took a flyer on another gentleman that uh, strictly I, I didn't get to see a lot of. He, he produced a little bit in college. But he has the right name, and that's Tony Brooks James. Oh, uh, oh you anyone, know Patty C. If you know Patty C, huge James Brooks fan. That's and right. It's huge my, Tony uh, Brooks fans uh, <laughs> from the old Notre Dame running back. There you go. Um, nice. Or was he quarter? No, Tony Brooks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Madden. Uh, one of those Madden covers. Not Madden ninety four. You're thinking of Reggie Brooks. Oh, Reggie Brooks. They yeah, had yeah. Tony Brooks too, man. Oh shit. Well, these listeners don't know what the fuck we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. We're right all now. over the place. All I know is this guy at Oregon. Had uh, a 770 yards. I mean, he's got 1,800 career rushing yards at Oregon. That's a that's production. Yeah, that's production. He's a flea. He's a flea. Like he could really. So that's what I like. Yeah. That's that's a 90s backfield right there. You get your one uh, guy who can run but can power the ball, and you get your flea right beside him, and boom, you got a system. <laughs> We're going back. I, I like it. My, my potential issue there, though, I think all three running backs on that team are going to get playing time and touches. Uh, also CJ Marable from coastal Carolina. Uh, he may be, you speak, uh, you speak of him. He is my running back. There you go. Um, well, look, I I've watched a lot of skip Holtz football in my day. He, I looked this up uh, from the fantasy draft on Tuesday. He always has a run heavy team. I've never once seen a, a, a team. I pulled up the stats within the conference USA and the AAC. He was always top three in running the football. So I expect him to do the same, especially when you're adding in the rain. I took CJ Marable. So at 5,400, I think he's a steal. 
Yeah, I think Marable will probably get the early down work, maybe Brooks James third down. But another guy to watch out for is that in the supplemental draft, they added a third running back, Jordan Chun. So I don't know if Holtz just saw value there or if he wasn't necessarily pleased with his top two guys. Uh, but I think all three of them could get touches and yeah, that's, that's, that's got committee written all over it. Uh, well, I, I, I just know that you might have committee, but you have a guy that commits like to me when I, when you have Larry Fedora and these other guys that I'm counting on them to throw the ball to the running back out of the backfield. I know skip Holtz is going to hand yeah. off the ball like 75% of the game. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'll take my shot. The price is right. Too. Yeah. The price is right. My third running back is uh, you know, you might remember chocolate thunder, Daryl Dawkins. Well, this is Dalen Dawkins and he's going to, he's going to bring some thunder former Colorado state Ram. And I remember him slicing and dicing my Buffaloes. He's a Houston gambler now. And look, he's kind of a scat, but here's what I like about it. Sumlin loves to throw to the running back out of the backfield. He did it at a and M he did it at Arizona. He did it as far back with the Houston Cougars. He's going to do it again with the Houston gamblers. I mean, what, what, what was it? his offense? Isn't air raid per se, but I feel like all the coaches in Texas, well, he had Kingsbury as an OC yeah. for, for some of that years with Johnny football. Yeah. I mean, he, um, like, that's what I mean. He was throwing the, the ball around. Like he was one of the innovators of the spread and he may have even been, you know, I was, he, he wasn't a, uh, 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 Mike Leach, um, Disciple. Was I don't it? believe someone was, but but uh, but that Clint Kingsbury certainly was. Yeah, so, the whole yeah, of the Big yeah. Twelve, you know, was doing that at the time. So, so I like I I went with two running backs. I think Rose and Dawkins, even even Marable. I didn't go with like a workhorse. I went with three that I think are gonna yeah. be getting the ball out of the backfield in, in on screens, and they're gonna try to find ways, especially with it being raining. If they're going to be throwing the ball, it is going to be a lot of screens. It will be safe passes. So that was, that was my outlook on, on grabbing some. Yeah, if you look at Dawkins, I mean Dawkins is only five seven, one eighty three. So he's not going to be your between the tackles runner. Uh, it you know obviously DraftKings is PPR, so you got to hope he he catches at least you know three or four balls or something. And you know he's uh, related to uh, Brian Dawkins, so you know not afraid to hit. Ha- had to had to add him to the mix. Um, you know, b- the thing about rain is big plays happen and you know, maybe, maybe uh, you get your Gale Sayers out there who can run in the mud uh, and is a flea, even despite the mud, he could have a big game. So also his dad, Ralph Dawkins played uh, for Louisville and the new Orleans saints. So there I it mean, is just a family football of football there. In the blood. Yeah. Uh, all right. Receivers. Um, Nick, who was your highest price receiver? I got uh, a, a stallion here, a purebred. Well, actually, he's not a stallion. He's he's not a, a Birmingham stallion. <laughs> <laughs> he is nine point one k, and his name is Sean Poindexter. Ooh. So uh, hopefully, your boy Kyle Slaughter is looking to him early and often. The one thing I like about Poindexter is uh, the OC uh, was also Mazzoni was also the OC at Arizona. When Poindexter played there mm. had a pretty nice year. I think it was either junior or senior year where he caught uh, 42 balls for almost 800 yards and 11 touchdowns. So uh red zone target. Can you say, give me Sean Poindexter for 9.1. K. I mean, 
I doubled down on that. Did you hit that too, Colton? I got him too. Uh, triple lock on Sean Poindexter. You got Larry. Break a break. Yeah, That's look, right. you're gonna know that they're passing the ball a, a substantial amount. So I, I love it, and I knew the OC thing too. So like that. He seems like he's gonna be maybe the guy who gets uh, the biggest statistic output of the weekend. Uh, especially, he was the number one pick for the Breakers of the whole draft. Yeah, or, or uh, of no, the, of for the their receivers. receivers. Yeah. Okay, he's got. Uh, he's a pretty expensive. Um. Yeah, ninety-one k. Hopefully, it pays off. Uh, so we all three have them. So uh, Nick, it's back on you. Who's your second wide receiver? All right, for seven point two k, I'll take Jordan Sewell. Uh, carryover. Oh, that I got him too. Oh. 7.2 K continue talking though. Cause Patty C doesn't have him. I don't think no, he's played with Bart Andrews before he's played with the quarterback, Brian Scott before, you know, when you only have a month to prepare, you'd like to find some familiarity. And that's certainly what Sewell has with the quarterback and the, the uh, head coach. So I think it, lo- it makes a lot of sense to uh, roster him this week. Yeah. I mean, I was all, over, I was all overtaking him, man. That was like, and he's cheaper than than the other receiver for Philly. Um, what the hell was his name? The other receiver, uh, uh, what, what was it? Eagles or Gray? Yeah. Even though e- actually Eagles is cheaper, yeah. but Gray's more yeah. expensive. I think. But Eagles, it doesn't have the history. But Eagles was uh, apparently having a great preseason. Um, so you have uh, Patty C. Who's your second wide receiver then? Well, I went tight end actually. And uh, you know, I think uh, on it's in name- the slop, it's in the muck. Maybe some play action to That's the tight right. end. Tight end. I got a tight end on my roster too, so I'm curious as to. Well, I went by with. name again because I'm not working with much, but uh, Joey Magnifico. There you yeah, go, yeah, buddy. Uh, 71 catches while at Memphis, catching from the likes of Paxton Lynch. Um, 15 yards a catch over his uh, tenure there, and 12 touchdowns. So some pretty good statistical uh, uh, potential there. And at fifty-seven or five point seven k, pretty good value. Yeah, I mean, look, I guess the, the and Shea Patterson throwing him the ball. I feel like uh, Fisher's a tight end guy too. He used to throw it to uh, Cap Bozo and the, uh, the, the the Bears when he there was on go. that team. Nice pull. Here's right. another. Here's another factor factor here too. Should Shea Patterson screw up? Guess who was throwing Joey Magnifico the ball in college? Oh, Paxton Lynch, Lynch who okay. is the backup. Okay. So little connection there. How, uh, that's a good question too. How many, like how many quarterbacks you think we'll see play? You think it's just going to be, we got what eight teams. You think we're just going to see eight quarterbacks or we're, are we going to see some backups in the game? Mm, I would imagine someone's going to see the bench. I have yeah. a, a lineup that I'm going to do. I'll give it away on Twitter. Besides this actual lineup where I play uh, Kenji Bahar the quarterback, the pa- he was drafted second by the Houston gamblers, but I think he might be better than Clayton Thorson. So um, anyway, uh, Nick, who's your second tight end or I'm sorry. Who's your first tight end? The second tight end drafted. Yes. Uh, it is a different tight end. This guy is 5.2 K. Uh, he might not have the name, the household name as Magnifico or as cool of a name, <laughs> but I think he might be the best tight end in the league. And that is Brandon Barnes on the Houston gamblers. He's cheaper than your guy. And you know, we was just talking about the quarterback situation there. He's, I don't know about Thorsten or Bahar. So Bad quarterbacks, they like that security blanket over the middle, especially in bad weather. 
Uh, Barnes played well in the XFL. He called at least two balls in every game, I think. So uh, yeah, I like I always like squeezing a tight end here. So uh, I think a big game for uh, Brandon Barnes maybe in the. You've cards. been known to squeeze mm. a tight end here mm, and there. Mm. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, look. Uh, so I'm pretty much done with my roster, but before I got, I still got a defense. I got to give away, but before we get to all that, I want to tell you that the uh, USFL gambling podcast DFS show is brought to you by win bet. All right. Uh, look, bet $10 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors light, get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coreslight.com slash SGP. That's coreslight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duels. Stable Duels is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid uh, games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 40 grand with one entry. Head over to stableduel.com to get started today. And last but not least, you're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts and content. You want DFS articles? You want this, these episodes, the USFL Gambling Podcast, or the, the College Football Experience, or the Sports Gambling Podcast? We got you covered. All right. So grab that thing today for free and let it ride. All right, guys. Um. I only have one. Sp- Do you have two players left, Nick? Uh, no, I'm done except for my defense. Patty C. Do you have any players left? I am done except for my defense as so, well. So uh, this is where we uh, go to the land down under. All right, and we we go for. I want to know if you guys were as wise as me, <laughs> because there was a guy that coached for the '85 Bears, right? He also coached with the Philadelphia Eagles with their awesome fucking defense in the late eighties and early nineties. And then he coached uh, the Oilers defense, Jeff Fisher. Uh, I think he's the lone defensive head coach in the USFL. Well, one of my problems with the, uh, the, the, some of the coaches they selected, they missed out on a couple of, uh, couple of defensive coaches there. Should have even the field a little bit, but I'm all in on the Panthers defense. So Give me that 4,700. I think there's a chance you could see, you know, some aggressive blitzing, you know, uh, he comes from the Greg Williams and, and buddy Ryan defense, uh, defensive era or defensive, defensive lineage yeah, lineage. Um, so at 4,700, the Panthers are my home run defense here. Now I did think there was another angle you could do defensively that made some sense. And I'm curious if NC Nick did it, uh, Nick, who's your defense? Well, I didn't have enough money. That does make sense uh, to go the route you went down, but I'm going with my bandits, man. 4,100. I think they're probably the best team in the league and they may be playing the worst team. And also the team led by a guy who's never been head coach before. Mm. So uh, yeah. Give me Tampa Bay bandits. I thought Solid. that was, that was exactly my other angle. I go, do I go bandits against the, but I also thought though, if there's, if, if it's raining, one guy's style might be better than everyone else's in the whole league of running the rock. Could be. You know what I mean? Like the physicality 
of what Ken Wilson is known for. I'm sorry, not Ken Wilson. What's, what's the, my guy's name? Kirby, Kirby Wilson. Kirby. Ken Wilson's the coach of Nevada. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought, okay, Houston's not going to know what to do. They play a finesse pass offense. Uh, someone teams traditionally do if it's pouring rain, they don't want to get in a little dog fight with, with, with the Panthers and Jeff Fisher. Oh, Patty, see, where'd you go defensively? Well, let me look at this schedule. I, I went Panthers as well. Um, again, I kind of just followed, took your uh, tailed you on that one. Um, it's t- hard to argue with Jeff Fisher's experience. He's he's done it before. We saw some of the uh, coaches with uh, good experience coordinating and head coaching uh, succeed at in the what XFL. Yeah, who was that? Uh, who no? Who was yeah? Who was in the lead for uh, Jerry Glanville? Well, Glanville, but yeah. um, at uh, at the Texas team, our other boy June Jones. Well, uh, yeah, June uh, Jones yeah. was killing it. So yeah. I, I do think the head coaching chops and experience really pays dividends here, especially at the beginning. So a guy like Fisher with a ton of experience, I think you got to uh, bet on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so two Panther. I do think those are your best two plays. I think if you're if you're taking a defense in that Philly New Orleans game, watch me be complete, completely wrong. I think that's crazy. Um. And yeah, I, I, if you're taking, maybe you could talk me into like the general's defense against Birmingham because the quarterback position is a little bit of a, a stretch, but I don't know. I think the Panthers, I'm going with the, the, the guy that coaches defense for the past 30 years. All right. <laughs> so uh, that's my play. And then look, I, I do have a, a, a another roster though, where I'm going to take a shot on Kenji Bahar as the quarterback of the Houston gamblers. Cause I think, and he's mobile, so he might be able to get you some, uh, that'll be interesting to see you. I want Nick, if you had to guess on one quarterback that was drafted in, you know, cause the first round was all quarterbacks that would not start. Who would that be? Would that be the Maulers Laletta? Would it be love getting the start instead of Laletta? Would you? Well, so, so some news just came out recently about at least some of the teams and, and the quarterbacks who have basically been named the starters. That is uh Patterson to Camu slaughter. No news on Pittsburgh with Laletta. I think we're pretty sure Brian Scott is going to be the starter. Um, I like if I'm going to do a, an alternate lineup, I would probably go Brian Scott. Uh, I think uh, DeAndre Johnson will be because Ben Holmes got injured. They just recently yeah. picked up uh, Luis Perez from the XFL, the New York Guardians. Um, uh, but he just came like a week ago. So, like, I would assume that's DeAndre Johnson. I feel pretty good with that statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. I think uh, Birmingham. That's up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Jamar there. Smith, uh, who's penciled in to be the backup, played for Holtz at Louisiana Tech, so maybe he would be the starter. I don't know. The other one was Thorson is expected to start. Really? See, because I, I yes. okay, okay. Well, and that came that was reported by FoxSports.com today. Interesting. I have one thought potentially, like you mentioned about uh, Kirby Wilson being a, a, a pound the rock kind of guy. Looked at the schedule here. Uh, the Tampa Bay versus Pittsburgh game is the last game of the weekend. Uh, so lots of wear and tear on that field. And when you got an ultimate mutter and Garrett Groshek toting the rock on the other side of the, that could be a problem <laughs> for old true. Tampa Bay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like that angle. Maybe you load up with that's some true. maulers running backs. Maybe the, maybe that's the play. 
Uh, either his mother was a mother. Yes, his mother was a mother. Uh, either way, classic Seinfeld line. Classic Seinfeld line. Gotta love that. Um, either way, subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast. We're gonna do this show every single week. Uh, I know we had a little bit of audio problems there, but uh, bear with us as uh, that does not normally happen. Uh, perhaps we're we're trying to to be like them in the storm in Birmingham. That's right. We're giving you a representation. Yes. It's uh, what do they call that? Uh, uh, theme acting or sure, sure. Method. Me- method. We're, we're, we're method <laughs> method announcers here. <laughs> uh, subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast, though. We're gonna, we cover it all. We got a picks episode out. Subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast. We got the USFL uh, episode out there too. And like I said, alt fantasy. We're doing you know fantasy uh, fantasy football with the USFL. We got you covered on all fronts. We will handicap every single game of the USFL for years to come. So tell a friend and yeah, subscribe to the college football experience. Subscribe to the sports gambling podcast. Get that SGPN app. The USFL gambling podcast is on Twitter at USFL gambling. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give us all a follow. And uh, yeah, this is great. It's Christmas in Christmas in April. All right. Can't wait to talk to you guys uh, with the recap episode right after uh, all these games play out. So let's have some fun. Enjoy the weekend. This is the USFL gambling podcast DFS style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.